everybody, welcome to the 66th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And uh, before we get started, there's a bunch of sets up from MathCore Index Fest 2021 now up on YouTube, so go check those out at youtube.com slash mathcoreindex. Uh, if you want to give us a couple bucks a month, you can get some cool benefits by uh, subscribing to our Patreon, so go check that out as well. I spent all this time making a fucking big pitcher of iced tea, and wouldn't you know, I dropped it and then exploded all over the inside of my fridge. I was like, it was in the fridge and then it like fell out of the fucking fridge and just like sprayed all over the place. It was just a complete fucking mess. And I spent all this time making dinner and cleaning up a bunch of shit and then I just like... Oh, man. Finished I'm off. So this is like, I just logged out of work like fucking a half an hour ago too. So that was like, the first thing I did after work was go and make a huge fucking mess in the kitchen and then make even more of a mess with the iced tea. <laughs> um, is this a, can I ask, is this an iced tea mix? No. Mm-mm. Oh. No, of course not. So you, 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 so you brew the hot tea mm-hmm. and then you're adding ice to it? Well, you. God, you're a savage <laughs> son of a bitch. Really? Well, you, first, I mean, you, you brew the tea and then you add it to like a pitcher full of ice basically. And then you put that in the fridge and you come back to it a bit later when it's like decisively cold. I feel like you're diluting it too much. No, no. For, for no reason. No, ten, ten bags of fucking tea creates a very potent. It's it's. That's a strong batch, dude. That's strong. I'll give you that. It's strong, strong dude. <laughs> no worries. It's are, it's are very you, are it's dark. You, uh, so just black tea. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wait. All right. All right. Uh, I'm done with the questions. Just have to check. <laughs> and what the fuck are you, Irma? What's going on right now? I was concerned. I was just seeing because if we got a Lipton tea mix guy, I got a fucking you know, I got to question our friendship. Tea mix. <laughs> I don't know. No, you we fuck as, with good tea. Uh, yo, like a certain like I feel like you as a kid were was was all right with Lipton tea. I bet you were a brisk tea kind of person. No. No. Yeah, I drank uh, green tea growing up, like every day. I, d- I drank green tea and ginkgo biloba because I like was super convinced that it was gonna like make my brain function better and it was gonna like improve my memory. I remember when Arizona tea came out with that ginseng one, that <laughs> teal colored one. Yeah, man, I was drinking that. Hell yeah, ginseng. So that. it's good for you. Yeah, so it's good for me. <laughs> Just you know, a, minus a... the fucking the, the thirty grams of fucking of sugar and high fructose corn syrup. You know, other than that, it's great. Me for you. as an eight. Me as an eight-year-old just jacked as fuck, not knowing why. But yeah, all right. Oh, how was your fucking dinner last night, Kevin? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, had to. I hope it was a very good Kevin. Very, very good. Dinner, yeah, Kevin. I, I, I hope it was a good Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hope it was a good. <laughs> I meant, I meant what I said. You know what? We're gonna stick with that. I'm gonna stick to it. Yep. <laughs> I hope it was a good Kevin. Today um, is about commitment. That is what it is. I did do that. I meant to made, do that. That's exactly what I did. Yep. Kevin says he made pancakes and hash browns. That's nice. That sounds You're chill. Classy son of a bitch. Mm. Very filling. Very for, filling. For dinner, dinner even. For sure. Yeah. That's definitely gonna. Woo. Well, I, I, breakfast Kevin, for dinner. I, I'm I love down you. With that. Uh, that is anarchy. I do not fuck with that. I have breakfast and then I have brunch. If you, I do not. I don't agree with cereal for dinner. That is pure anarchy. I don't know anyone who has cereal for you dinner both, other than like 12 year olds but or you know you know what sad adults we over the sink i'm describing myself now i'm watching you and kevin i don't <laughs> trust you either i'm fucking i don't like this 
It, you know, as long as you don't eat over the sink, you know, then you've really, you've devolved to a certain level of just, like, sad, you know? Listen, man, I, as soon as I, I got <laughs> married, I stopped that. I definitely realized what I was doing, but I would definitely, before. But when I'm unsupervised, you know what I'm saying? It's just like... <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Left to my own uh, devices. No. Why get a plate? Nope. Life is pointless. I'll well. just eat over the... <laughs> I'll just eat over the fucking sink. You know what? <laughs> yep. That that tone really helps it just digest a little. If bit I drop it, yep. I'll just turn the water on and wash it, dude. It's, it's all good. I'll wash. I mean, whatever. I'll wash dinner right there. Yep. I like that. <laughs> um, yo. Um, what are you drinking tonight? Tea. I mean, huh? tea. Other, oh, you, other you, tea. You, you actually... Oh, my God. You actually made more tea? <laughs> no, it's just some other tea that I had. Like, some, some like green tea that was just, like, unsweetened in the fridge, you know? Okay. A lot of tea talk. <laughs> Margos has got right, the new castle. I wish I had some fucking beer, but I've been drinking too much, so I'm trying to, trying to cut back. Mm -hmm. um, <coughs> I, I definitely decided to take a little bit of a, a break... After I turned 35, I just like, like I have I've had like beer like once or twice like, but yeah, definitely it's just like I'm trying to like, chill a little bit and be like, oh, not every night or not every day, and especially working from home, it's quite easy. You to do drink do a lot, and huh? You do drink a lot. Me? Yeah. Fuck <laughs> me? Yeah, bud. <laughs> Fucking yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love how you were like, and who, who drinks a lot? <laughs> Bigger guns, me. I got it's me. But yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's talk about some fucking bands. Sure, bud. Let's do it. Um. All right. So the first band we're gonna talk about is Fall Fifty Feet. And uh, Fall Fifty Feet are a mathcore, post-hardcore band from Wheeling, West Virginia. Although I think some of them might currently live in Columbus, Ohio, actually. And uh, they actually just played our fourth annual fest back in July at the foot of footage of which is now up on YouTube. Fall 50 Feet consists of three-fourths of false accusations uh, and Bobby Crow of Signs of the Swarm on drums, and actually our very own Jay Dino on uh, studio drums, but this is kind of like a rebirth of the project, you know, it's like a, a fairly substantial transformation and progression as well, so I think the new moniker was uh, was certainly warranted here. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's, it's a, it is beyond a new project, uh, and... Um I, I feel like this is just a collected uh, treasure trove of, uh, of awesome tunes here, man. Uh, definitely well thought out, and I'm, I'm uh, I know you mentioned before, but uh, they definitely sat on this for a while before releasing it and worked on it. So basically, they're like the three core members. That's uh, Jim, David, and Zach, and they're like the the core songwriting team. At the, at the moment, they don't really have a static drummer or second guitarist, so they have Nick. Uh, Coffiner of Coward Device filling in on live guitar, and again uh, Bobby Crow on uh, on live drums. Jay Dino was just the, the studio drummer. Yeah. So they just released their uh, their debut full length album, Twisted World Perspective, on July 9th via Here Goes Nothing Records on 12 inch vinyl, Don't Stress Flower Press on cassette, and uh, Dark Trail Records on CD, which is my label. So you can take with a grain of salt whatever I, I say following that. Um, when the album was engineered by Greg Thomas of End and Misery Signals fame and uh, Chris Teddy of The World is a Beautiful Place and I Am No Longer Afraid to Die at Silver Bullet Studios. 
It's a really excellent production on this album, and just a ton of fucking, dude, it's, it, the drum sounds especially are super good. The clarity between all the instruments is fantastic. Uh, and it, it features a load of great guest appearances. Brent Mills of Greyhaven, uh, Rob Accardi of Dr. Acula, again, Chris Teddy of The World is a Beautiful Place on trumpet, Amber Christman of The Callous Stabboys. So it, this is just a fucking, a really great record. And apparently it's a, a long time coming, if I'm not mistaken. I'm fairly certain I heard them say they had to re-record all the drums, uh, possibly all the material on this album. And uh, they've been working on it since like 2016. So it's really just a long time coming for this. This must feel like just a massive nut to release, you know what I'm saying? Like, just to finally get this material to market, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Um, I, uh, and, and hearing the story, it, it, it's exactly what it sounds like. This, the album sounds just beyond polished. Uh, everything is mixed so well. The... The, col- the little collabs, the vocal collabs that come in, you know, all the guests, all across the board, fucking homies. Uh, it's amazing, man. Uh, this uh, this album, for sure... Uh, I, okay, so I want to get into, like, uh, the vocals uh, and the lyrics basically kind of go hand-in-hand hand here. Yeah, because there's a lot Everything of top- really excellent interplay between all the vocal parts. E- absolutely, man. Um, every- I mean... Th- instrumental uh side it's amazing you know 10 stars but uh the vocals are just uh because I, I believe it's all all uh three separate vocalists right uh that's correct like two kind of cleaner yeah yeah so um, basically jim, david does the majority of the screaming uh jim does the majority of the singing and a good bit of screaming and then zach basically adds up adds backup vocals to both of those got so, it okay, yeah it just okay. really adds uh, a ton of layers to what they're doing here Man, Jim, he's got such a great fucking singing voice. Uh, really uh, adds that early aughts uh, sound to uh, the the metalcore that they bring. You know, um, I, mm. I don't think you get that as much these days. Uh, just that those those clean singing, but then not executed uh, as well in, uh, as they're executed on this album. No, I mean I, I think that that's sort of no. like a big hangup for most people about the term metalcore in general. Is that it yeah. sort of you know indicates that it's going to be some like singing shit. When in, in fact, you know, some, a lot of the times it's, um, you know, there's, it, it could be really like bubblegum and poppy in, I think, like the, the, the early aughts sense. And I think that's why, you know, it's kind of like a, 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 a little, a, a little try hardy at times, I feel. Uh, but, uh, th- yeah, um, I don't know where and especially when that. David, uh, <laughs> well, when, 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 so, uh, when David and Jim, uh, and Jim kind of c- overlap each other, holy fuck, man, I get goosebumps. Uh, it's, it's amazing. I, uh, I, I feel, and then naturally you and I, uh, have, have texted each other about it, but the, the, the lyrics themselves, they fucking all <laughs> through every track, they got some fucking zingers in there. Um, definitely, uh, a well thought out, um, I just, I, I love this album, man. That's the thing. I, I feel like this, uh, it, that is one specific thing about this band that would make them such a great uh, hardcore band to see live is the, the just the fucking amazing lyrics that are out there and the, the hooks that he has uh, uh, in there. It's it's amazing, man. I, what I would so many opportunities for live. crowd so, crowd participation. Oh, absolutely, you know? absolutely. Um, I uh, I really enjoyed uh, the track situational th- uh, thriller. Uh, that that one, honestly, man, just Banger. brought all the fucking mathy riffs. Got the the post hardcore kind of uh, hooks in there, and mm. uh, once again, just the lyrics. Um, I bet you'd love to feel something. It's fucking amazing, man. It's, yeah, uh, uh, definitely a little bitterness there. One hundred percent, gotta agree with you all the way. I think that that track, situational thriller, has several 
of the strongest moments lyrically and vocally on the album, especially with that, um, I mean, instrumentally too, it's great. That melodic intro, all of the Fall of Troy, super hard-hitting groovy bridge, just progressively more and more chaotic, um, and then it leaps back into like a, a clean guitar break, fall, and that's when those vocal harmonies come in, and it's just like fucking, yep. yeah. Excellent, I, I, excellent I, I, for anybody. For anybody who wants that hasn't checked into these uh, guys yet, and I don't know how you haven't, but if you haven't, uh, uh, definitely check out um, not only the album, but uh, the two live recordings that they have out right now with uh, Hate Five Six, and then as well the live recording for Mathcore Index Fest uh, that Christian just posted. It's, They're uh, Hate Five Six. Fucking, uh, yeah, for sure. Hate Five Six is Hate Five Six. He he does he does uh, every band just that uh, uh like, you know everybody's at 10 he puts them right to 11 there to the volume notch you know it really does that extra little sauce on everybody so uh Bless the angles big are ups crazy yeah 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 fucking, big, yeah, big he, up massive uh, big up hate five six the most important uh person i think involved in in visual media when it comes to to like our our scene uh, yeah he uh he'll be looked back on for sure like that um uh he deserves more than what he even gets right now you know as far as credit and uh everything else i'm really <laughs> happy to see him uh, doing it full-time basically for a living like his supporters have allowed him to do that allowed him to pursue his passion full-time just fucking dope shit yep uh, but ultimately, yeah, uh, once again, just if you guys need to see some live footage, you got two solid What's motherfucking sets right really there. really interesting so. is that they kind of explore everything we just talked about lyrically in this album. It's really, uh, it's really self-aware. Like, uh, they kind of explore themes of, like, existentialism, death, jealousy, uh, a myriad of personal struggles. And I think it sort of just overall paints a picture of, like, where they were. Uh, mentally while they were working on this album just basically on the point of giving up entirely yeah and speaking of uh, collaborative uh, two and three way efforts what's really interesting about this band's sound on this record that I think really sets it apart from false accusations is that they've got this incredible interplay between two and sometimes three vocal parts with David doing the majority of the screaming uh, Jim doing the majority of the singing and a good bit of screaming too and then Zach adding backup vocals to both so this really just adds a ton of layers to what they're doing here and especially when like there's just overlapping parts that differ from one another it really creates like, a, a lot of density yeah all the vocal parts are on on point in this album the album has a great like arc like progression too I'm not really like super partial to the opener the gloom but I think that there's a very, very strong run of track, starting with Parting Gift through Cell Damage, and then again with like anything that can go wrong through the closer. Like there's really not I pretty much like like all the songs on this album, and I love love a few of them, more than a few of them. They also did some really great music videos for Parting Gift, Shortcuts to Hell, and my personal favorite, Anything That Can Go Wrong. So uh, be sure to go peep all of those as well. I'll try to link those for you in the description. I would say that my favorite track overall was probably Anything That Can Go Wrong. And I, I think it's just because, again, as we're talking about earlier, what makes this album so good is the interplay between all the vocals. And I, I think that um, I think it's most successfully and well-roundedly done on this track. Like... It basically has that perfect balance of heavy, chaotic metalcore and melodic post-hardcore with just the right amount of like technicality, but also just the right amount of like pop sensibility. And again, just like next-level vocal interplay and lyrics. 
possibly my favorite moment on the album is on that song when Jim is like singing his part and David is screaming his part underneath it during the bridge. I, you know, instrumentally though, there's they're definitely not lacking either. They're super technical, crisp, very well executed, especially on Parting Gift. I think that's instrumentally one of the most impressive tracks. It's got so many quality metalcore moments on it. But this one in particular is just like so technical and diverse with that like clean introduction that's broken up by you know staccato parts you know kind of like back and forth and then just that massive botch like artificial harmonic breakdown and then just the, the lyrics just really match up with the song's main motif super nicely too in that second verse break your back make it last wear a mask leave the past in the past make it fast thanks for nothing it's fucking that shit's on point really 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 good just very catchy super memorable um i like shortcuts to hell a lot as well uh again speaking of staccato the main staccato motif is great memorable with those lyrics uh, i think the main highlight of the track actually again is where we see that three-way vocal interplay with uh, david screaming and jim and zach singing so i, I really enjoyed that track as well um what else there's just some really good moshy ones to commit to the bits. Got that mosh call, I won't lie. You only live on, only plan on living long enough to see you die. Uh, just you know, and then David does some full-on rapping on that track. It's like recalling Aesop Rock, even you know. I, I thought they, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, curiously enough, that isn't. This is not the first instance for this episode, but yeah, David actually, I think, has a hip-hop project. I'm totally spacing on what it's called right now but an accomplished rapper clearly really liked that moment I want to hear more of that out of bands frankly so it's just cool to hear that diversity being pulled off so well um, Cell Damage was also a great track too just speaking about all the guest appearances that's where they're pretty much all deposited you've got uh, again Chris Teddy of Beautiful Place uh, The Rules of Beautiful Place uh, Rob from Dr. Acula Amber of the Da Boys and uh yeah, just with all those appearances, it just works so well, especially when the horn part comes in at the end from Chris Teddy. That, that part is just fucking mm, chef's kiss. Yeah, I, I could go on. <laughs> I, I've got notes on basically every one of the tracks. They're, they're all super good. Uh, but just to kind of like jump ahead to closer to the end of the album, uh, I, I kind of like how they break it up with Twisted World. It's just a nice, like, simple guitar part and Jim singing, and it's just such a beautifully uh, self-aware moment that really endears you to this band because it's super relatable in so many contexts. You know, just they're basically on the verge of potentially giving up on this album entirely, sort of, uh, I think, jealously maybe watching their contemporaries succeed. And again, just, just a great moment of, of self-awareness there. And then, uh, and then Perspective is just a massive way to close the album. You know, again, excellent back-and-forth interplay from David and Jim, compelling vocals, Huge breakdown that is also melodic uh, and occasionally broken up with some nice harmonized pull-offs. Every concept just ex executed like so successfully uh, on this album, all lined up for you in rapid succession. So those are pretty much my thoughts on this album. Thank you. Yeah, I really, I really like this album a lot. I spent a lot of time listening to it, you know, as I do everything that I put out on my label. But uh, yeah, this one really resonated with me and... It's just cool to see them really succeed, you know, 
So I think that they were feeling down, and it's really they got that across in some of these tracks. So it's good to just watch them have some success. And again, as Levi mentioned earlier, they had some van trouble. So if you want to go on Twitter, I think they've got a PayPal link up, um, a Cash App link. Going to throw them a couple bucks for their van fees or their uh, repair fees, rather. So yeah, a quick FFO because that's how we do. Under Oath, The Bled, Every Time I Die, a classic metalcore like Alexis on Fire, Glassjaw, Hopes Fall, shit that is melodic but also chaotic and hard hitting. So there you have it. So I think I think Parting Gift is probably the track for the podcast. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, they're all fucking good tracks. I mean, just, you know, roll the dice and pick one. But we're going to go ahead and give you Parting Gift, which is track two from Twisted World Perspective, which came out on July 9th via Here Goes Nothing Records, Don't Stress Flower Press, and Dark Trail Records. Here we go.
So that was Parting Gift, which is track two from Fall 50 Feet's debut full-length album, Twisted World Perspective, and that came out on July 9th via Here Goes Nothing Records, Don't Stress Flower Press, and Dark Trail Records. It's your boy. B-b-b-b-banger. So next, we're going to talk about Weston Super Mame. Weston Super Mame, not to be confused with the sleepy English seaside town, are a transatlantic mathcore progressive metal duo with songwriter and instrumentalist Tom Stevens living in London and vocalist Seth Detrick living in Eugene, Oregon. And they just released their new EP, 180 Degree Murder, on July 16th via Dark Trail Records, which is my label. And originally this started out as a solo project that uh, Tom sort of just took to the next level with this, this EP. And it's a concept album about a man who takes it upon himself to destroy the entire human race, including those in the afterlife. Uh, what's interesting about it, I think, even more than that, is that it's a two-track EP, uh, although it does total about 15 minutes of material, fortunately. There we go. Um, on, uh, it, is a, it is a uniquely packaged uh, EP for it just being two tracks and the lengths of that, but man... Uh, it is uh, it is well worth the listen. Uh, both tracks, uh, it, they take you on a little bit of a ride, but uh, it is a heavy ride uh, at that. Yeah, I feel like they're they're bringing quite a bit of diversity within these two tracks. Both tracks have two separate, mm-hmm. uh, more or less rather distinct movements. The first track, 180 Degree Murder, being the more heavy and chaotic number. Uh, and the second yes. track, We Need to Talk About Heaven, being the more melodic, atmospheric, and perhaps even brooding towards its conclusion uh and maybe this wasn't the best thing to do for like the purpose of streaming numbers you know to have just two tracks available (laughs) i know that's kind of a a soulless um reduction of uh you know their art or whatever but yeah uh putting putting it out there this could have been maybe separated a bit well however I think that the artistic it's hard to tease a two-track uh, EP. I guess truly, yeah. truly, for the purposes of of marketing, that you know that's very challenging. But uh, however, you know, for the purposes of arts, um, I think that what they were trying to do in an artistic sense was bring you more of a gapless playback feel uh, versus breaking it up, and it, it certainly effectively does that because um, it kind of takes you in like I would say four different directions ultimately. Uh, given what the, the 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 four movements of the two songs are like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and yeah, 180 degree murder is obviously again the like the banger, quote unquote. It just lets you kind of know what's up right away with those syncopated chugs, dissonant slidey riffs, really just fucking recalling Car Bomb and Frontier. Uh, obviously, the uh, the OGs and Meshuga. You cannot escape that influence nowadays, of course. Danza. Yeah, definitely. With those kind of like, yeah, I, I think with the, the the pitch shifting specifically and the uh, that the half note harmony kind of runs. Yeah, really, yep. really driving that gross dissonant guitar tone home. And uh, the second movement, though, I think that uh, <laughs> well, the last time we had this discussion that we talked about this album, you said that it reminded you of Humanity's Last the Breath. Humanity's That's Last, yes, absolutely. fucking. Sp- Absolutely spot on with that comparison, for sure, especially in the second movement of this first track. 
that's where that's exactly where when I when I writ, wrote it down in, in my notes, it's that. Um, I fucking side note. I love Humanity's Last Breath. I don't know what it is with that band, but it just it grabs me for some weird reason. Uh, but uh, anyways, um, I uh, right when I, I I went back to listen to the this EP. Um, I think it was like the third time, and that's when I noticed uh, the Humanity's Last last breath but um it's definitely more of a brooding track um the the second track uh but once again it's i i'm definitely not uh when i when i pick up uh or I, whenever i i go to this album to listen to on spotify or anything um it's uh it's not like i'm gonna listen to just 180 degree murder i'm definitely listening to western super Mame to listen to the full ep i really know? appreciate um, you saying that I, yeah because i feel like it's not like a skippable thing like when you hear the first track you're like okay well now i gotta hear the rest of it it's kind of like yeah, a come sail away yeah. type situation. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, like I said, put the put the time in. It's just like you know, it's it's. I mean, it's two, it's two, it's ultimately two seven minutes and some change uh, tracks, and it's yeah, man, it's great. I love it. Uh, definitely, um, like I said, it's a uniquely packaged uh, EP, and uh, I I was blown away by it. So. Yeah, and just to highlight the uh, the second track very quickly, uh, we need to talk about heaven. I'm afraid that it's going to get overlooked because it's, you know, it's kind of more of a drawn out affair. Uh, it takes a little bit longer to get going, but you know, right around that two minute mark, it just hits this point where those, uh, that major key, chugging comes in and it's like a breakbeat. You know, some really interesting uh, rhythm play there, and uh, it just starts building up and building to like the biggest and most memorable moment lyrically and vocally on the album uh that line where he's like i will instruct the end of all human beings i will make this right even in the afterlife everyone everyone will die that's like fucking yeah (laughs) that fucking hits that's that is such a massive fucking moment right there yeah uh lyrics are great uh i I um I guess I never really knew about this band as a as a solo project, but man, no, the, right. the, vo- the addition the, the addition of these uh, of the vocalist, uh, <coughs> it is, it, I mean his his vocals are all over the place, uh, just all different sides good. of the heaviness, you know. <laughs> his so, vocals are fucking yeah, really uh, really good and diverse, and yep. the highs yep. are just disgusting, and the lows are just like guttural, and yeah, very. I, he was in a thrash band. That is like an acronym for a name, and I can't remember what it's called right now. Forgive me, but you know, apparently, just clearly a very accomplished vocalist, though. Word. Um, so I guess uh, what's the, what's the what's the track we we throw him? I mean, on all this convo, are we just doing 180 degree murder degree? for sure? Yeah, yeah. Because gotta it, be I, the seller, you know. It it it, it just because it's immediately gripping. It's the banger versus we need to talk about heaven, which just takes that full two minutes to get to the part that's like really rewarding. So I feel like the, the reward is a bit too delayed for that track. So we're going to go ahead and play and for what? you. Hmm. If you listen to this track, you've already done half the work <laughs> and you just got to go to the other track and listen to it. Isn't that great? Right. Then you only have, uh, what is it? 11 minutes remaining to listen to nine minutes something like that. Yep. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Maths. All right. Um, so yeah, we're going to go ahead and play for you. 180 Degree Murder, which is track one from the EP of the same name by Weston Supermame, and that came out on July 16th via Dark Trail Records. Here we go.
and it just so seamlessly goes into the next track. What a fucking banger. Yep. Uh, and I just wrote in the chat, but I, I also just, I'm a big fan of the artwork. Though I love the layout, uh, CDs, the uh, records, everything fucking looks amazing, man. I have to agree with you there. The artwork is very compelling. It was done by... What is the young lady's name? It is... Joy... Joy Poloy, I believe, yeah, is their Instagram handle. You can go find Instagram uh, profile and see some other examples of their art. What it, what it is is collage-style paper art, for lack of a... I don't really know how to describe it. Um, it's a collage of sorts of geometric pieces of paper that are sort of arranged in a fashion next to like a rolled up piece of tissue but it looks like a bird exploding like a galaxy of geometric shapes and it's just it's really fucking cool looking i really enjoy the artwork. christian describing art that's what will be uh, <laughs> the next patreon thing you describing art i like that um i yeah. would i would listen sir i would fucking listen so it, yeah it's, it's it's fucking cool it's uh, at joy ploy p-o-l-l-o-i so definitely go check out their art. It's super, super cool. So that was uh, 180 Degree Murder, which is track one from 180 Degree Murder. Weston Super Mame's new EP, which came out on July 16th via Dark Trail Records. It's your boy. It's your, guy, it's your guy right here. So um, next we're going to give you your release radar for the month of July. I see you, Kevin. I see you in there. <laughs> angular, very uh, angular. Math casting. So first up, we have uh, what we just discussed. A few minutes ago, Twisted World Perspective by Fall 50 Feet. Fucking banger. Get on top of that one. You should be all over it if you're not already. 180 Degree Murder by Weston Superman, which you just discussed uh, moments ago as well. Pac-Man the Movie 2 by uh, Pac-Man the Movie. Eat Lives is the name of the album, actually. Pac-Man the, Pac-Man the Movie 2, Eat Lives. And it's a mouthful. And uh, it's a, a quick runtime, but excellent fucking album that was also put out through my label uh, and uh, Bandcamp did a feature on them they're they're fucking they're going places Texas yeah. is, is just pumping out some insanely good talent and they're at the forefront uh, speaking of which uh, The Great Dying by No Suffer who just dropped their new EP uh, via Silent Pendulum Records and uh, getting into the Midwest here uh, Lower Automation the debut full length album by the band of the same name via Zegama Beach Records. We'll be talking about that later in this episode, actually. It Lingers by From Joy, speaking again of Texas. Great little EP. We premiered a couple music videos for them. Uh, some really interesting integration of electronic elements on that second single, too. Really, really enjoying that. Yes. Some brave experimentation there. Uh, Get Your Shirt Off, It's Pervert Time, featuring Cameron McBride. Uh, <laughs> by the sound that ends creation, Cameron McBride being of Methwitch. Great fucking collaboration of two solo artists there. It made so much sense. It, it makes made so much sense, man. All the sense in the fucking world. 
uh, as does yeah. the split with uh, with focus rights that we'll be talking about later on in this episode. Uh, speaking of things we'll be discussing later on in this episode, next, as a matter of fact, uh, Telomere's new EP, Where We Are... Excuse me, Where Are We Still? Have I been saying where we are still? I have. Where Are We Still? by Telomere. Oopsie. Um, uh, Fragments of Hell by Elder Devil. Uh, the new EP by the Fresno blackened math blackened hardcore grind project featuring members of plastic bag face mask and cabin fire uh, they're definitely going to be gigging with bucky i would assume at some point so yep location is about right there yeah i i saw ryan shout them out online i was like oh that's a done deal they're going to be playing bucky you're going to be playing chinatown youth center before you know it <laughs> you just wait <laughs> they probably they probably already know about it in some weird way. <laughs> like <laughs> you're gonna be you're gonna be sweating sack doggies. Just Is that Antarctica played there? Uh, we were supposed to play there, and the show was canceled. And then we played the Cuervo House five times after that. Never once played actually played Chinatown Youth Center. I just walked in there. We looked around, and they're like, "Oh, the show's canceled tonight." So, oh, that would have been like nice to know before we drove all the way to fucking Fresno. So yeah, we went. And, we, we played. We played an impromptu show in a bedroom at the Cuervo House, and the footage of which you can actually—I'm dating myself. That's on YouTube, though, if you want to go watch it. Um, <laughs> wow, we really took that from Elder Devil to uh, me. Uh, that's yep. that's so sad. <laughs> that was good. No, it was good. It was good. It was fine. It was good. I liked it. I liked, I liked the, oh the journey God. there. Um, no more masturbation, though. Uh, just rolling on with this uh, release radar very quickly. Uh, sucks Woo Sucks. I don't really know how to say the name of this band. X-U-X-W-X-U-X. Uh, the name of the album, but the band of the same name or same moniker. I don't know if it's an acronym or what. And then uh, Sunbeam Lethargy, the new single from Sleep Sculptor and the final single to feature vocalists Hunter and Ben, who have moved on uh, to other things. So that was your release radar for the month of July. So next, we're going to talk about Telomere. Telomere are a progressive metal mathcore quintet. You could probably describe them as that. Uh, from Ontario, excuse me, <laughs> Toronto, Ontario. Toronto, Ontario, Ontario. <laughs> Ontario, Ontario. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yep. <laughs> They're from Quentin Tarantino. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we discussed their debut single, Kindred Will, on this podcast last year. And now the band are back with their debut EP, where we, where are we still? <laughs> Which they released July 9th. I said it right that time. You Just... crushed it, bud. You fucking <laughs> crushed it. Thanks, man. I really appreciate that. As we said before, uh, there's some outstanding musicianship here. Uh, it's just pretty much a clinic and melodic and technical progressive metalcore. Uh, predominantly sung vocals. Uh, guitars ranging from atmospheric and chill to very heavy and dissonance. Super intricate drumming. It's basically what I like to call it is periphery, like minus the cringe. Uh, we spoke of this before. Uh, definitely uh, getting the snooze vibe, so I'm definitely gonna mm. uh, sprinkle in the math rock essence as well, right? For sure. So definitely more, you know, like a prog- I, I, would, I would say like it's a you know progressive math core with the, the the math rock in there, you know. But uh, man, in that they it sort is of just some chunky. 
Huh? I was just going to say that they don't really have uh, too many like metalcore-ish tropes. So yeah, I, I kind of have to agree with you there. Mm -hmm. It's more like rocky than it is uh, Corey for the predominantly in the runtime, I guess. I don't know. This this band gave me the in angles vibe. Uh, just uh, <coughs> amazing amazing sung vocals with some really chunky fucking riffs. You know, uh, a lot of breakdowns. Uh, this was great, man. Yeah, this is a really excellent effort. I feel like this band could be on a label like Sumerian with the sound that they're they're cultivating here on this EP. I, D definitely, uh, the, the definitely some chunky like early after the burial breakdowns for sure. Um, I believe I it can would see be, that for uh, sure. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what track it was, but uh, oh, Kindred Will was the one with the the opening track. Really had some uh, awesome uh, breakdowns in there. Well, the opening track is actually a brief instrumental. Well, uh, Kindred Roll would be the second track. My my mistake, bud, because I skipped right. over that first intro track a little bit there. So. <laughs> right. That, uh, that kind of leads I, me to which my... Which I view my, as our critique there. For sure. Exactly. I think that's our yeah. main critique of this release. We've already talked about it before, is that it? Uh, I, I feel like the instrumental doesn't really serve much of a purpose. I am very much inclined to skip it. It's a lovely sounding 40 seconds, um, but... It could have easily been attached to Kindred Will. I understand why they did that. I, I think maybe it was just sort of uh, the, the way they set up the the EP's track listing. Kind of, you know, they set themselves up for this, basically. Anywho, uh, that's a, such a fucking minor thing. Because if you don't like the brief 40-second 40 40 uh, instrumental, you can skip right over it. Uh, Sequoia Ashes, though. Sequoia 1 Ashes is where the album really starts to pick up, though. Uh, in my opinion. No, I'm, I'm sorry. Kindred Will. Yeah, Kindred Will is where the album really starts to pick up. That's like, I think that's the, the heavy song, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? Dude, they, it busts out the doors right away with the uh, with voc with explosive riffs and the vocals just, you know, lets you know exactly what you're going to get yourself into. Um, the, yeah, I just, I feel like the, the intro is just, um, it's, it's luring you a different direction and they're like, bam, this way. Uh, but uh, ultimately, uh, I, I feel like uh, my favorite track was Kindred Will next to uh, Where uh, Where Are We Where Are We Still? Oh, can't even read my own writing. Uh, be beautiful singing, uh, fast-paced riffs through this whole EP. Uh, really digestible. I, I loved it, man. It was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Basically, every track is is good. Just looking at the track listing here, they're mm -hmm. all they're all fucking on point. I think Sequoia Ashes is probably one of my favorite tracks though we premiered a music video for that so be sure to go check that out on youtube yep. uh very melodic uh yet heavy at the same time of that introduction uh it's very nicely broken up with that groove uh that's then kind of goes into some like high-pitched and dissonant guitar chords you know really utilizing um some nice pitch shifting and nice effects there really great guitar leads just tons of switch-ups left and right you know, it's it's like it's head spinning the way they fucking execute this shit. It's really yeah. really good. Um, Sequoia two, on the other hand, wasn't quite as enjoyable for me. I feel like the introduction was nice, uh, but a bit sleepy. But the back end of the track kind of just feels like a fucking uh, sort of an exercise, if you will, with the drums kind of just like trying to switch it up a bit. Um, I do really mm, like the okay. bird song field recordings though. At the end, I'm a sucker for the bird song. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I. I didn't write that one down, but that's also a favorite of mine. Uh, it, it's a nice um, effect. Again, this EP's, EP's jam-packed, man. It's great. 
Um, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, Microcosms, I thought, was pretty good as well. Starts off a bit slower, but has some nice development, gradually becoming a bit heavier, and then heavier, and then introducing gradually more com complex guitar lines, uh, until it kind of just goes full-on gents at the end. Like, I hate to use that term, I hesitate to use that term, but they really kind of go full-on there with the, uh, the contortionist kind of influence. Also really liking the closing track quite a bit, although they clearly borrowed the main motif from the Faceless's planetary duality too, a prophecy's fruition. So a, a bit uh, a bit too uh, familiar there with that with, with that like motif, but other than that, that song fucking that song kills. I didn't pick that up, but it's good. Uh, I, I see where you uh, where you where you got that. Go back and listen to that track, and then go listen to the uh, planetary duality too, and. And tell me if you you hear the similarity. It's it's like the same same riff basically, same progression, at the at the, uh, okay. the very least. So we gave you kin, uh, Kindred Will last time. That song's over a year old. So we're gonna go ahead and give you Sequoia One Ashes, the song that we premiered. And I'll link that video Beautiful. for you in the description. Uh, and that is track three from uh, Telomere's new EP. Where are we still? Where we are still? <laughs> Fuck's sake! <laughs> and that came out on July 9th. Here we go.
God, that was a beefy track. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, it bangs. Really good EP. They Honestly, their sound could be on Sumerian. And it's, mm. it's kind of... Uh, it's like periphery without the cringe, basically, is how I've been <laughs> I've been putting it. The 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 last breakdown in that track was very very early after the burial. That just that jump 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 jump. That's what jump, I'm saying with the jump, Sumerian jump, sound you know, it's for sure. Fucking, yeah, it's it's it ain't it ain't bad. That ain't bad at all. I'll always take that fucking early after the burial. For and sure. just to drive that comparison home further, the closing track has a part that is just so very, very obviously borrowed from the faceless's planetary duality to a prophecy's fruition. Um, but I forgive them. Mm. Funny thing about that, that track is that <laughs> it is fucking misspelt. They've got it as like the pluralization and not like the possessive form. It's like a prophecy's fruition, multiple prophecies, but I don't know. Apostrophe people. Oh, word. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. There's no okay. fucking apostrophe there. Anyway, talk about aliens. Nah. <laughs> you can't fucking you can't use proper grammar, Michael Keane. Nah. So next, we're going to talk about lower automation. Lower automation are a post-hardcore trio from Illinois. Where whereabouts in Illinois? I'm not exactly sure. The Burbs, I assume. And they just released their. Let's see. We discussed them on this podcast, actually, previously back in 2018 about their Shoebox Companion EP. And uh, after a number of EPs and singles over their five-year run, they're finally back with their debut self-titled full-length, which they released on July 1st. Yes, we're severely behind via Zegama Beach Records. I would describe their sound as mathy post-hardcore, basically. It's not like in yes. you know it's not like informed by metalcore in the traditional sense. It's like more informed by like seminal post-hardcore bands like at the drive-in, drive like Yehu, other bands with drive in the name, um, <laughs> and uh, Fall of Troy. Dude, absolutely Fall of Troy for sure. Uh, Fear of Lux is another one that I, that really recalls uh, for me. Again, just mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it's it's just minus any of those recognizably metalcore tropes though, and. Yeah. I think that yeah. what makes this most unique is that the vocals are almost entirely sung or shouted. There's like no screams, no heavy breakdowns, hardly any blasts. Very, very stylistically like uh, um, at the drive-in. Who, if you are into at the drive-in, you will definitely appreciate this vocal, uh, this unique uh, vocal styling. I and I, I definitely did. Very refreshing. Uh, this, uh, this, um, this band and album definitely came out of left field uh, this year for me. So I really have been enjoying this release. Uh, it's been a fucking, like I said, just a palate cleanser and just a refreshing uh, album. So it is. It's it's super enjoyable and very like well-rounded. Um... Love how high the fucking bass is in the mix. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> uh, I uh, I really don't have too much to say um, other than that, man. Uh, I I just I, I I would say it sounds a lot like at the drive-in. Reminds but me, but it's of like the at the drive-in uh, with like tritones, <laughs> you know? Like if, at the drive-in, right. we're trying to like yep. be dissonant and more like mathy. That that's what that's what it would come across as is this basically. Mm-hmm. It, all the songs are super short too. Like they're 
barely clearing two minutes, if at all, um, and all fairly like chaotic. I would describe it. I mean, as technical and chaotic, actually. For um, yeah, I, just that, all that being said, this is a really unique sounding project. Like it's a really Absolutely. unique musical compromise, and I don't mean that like in the artistic sense. I mean that more of like you know putting two pretty disparate sounds together really effectively. Don't you? Uh, lyrics were great mm-hmm. uh, as well. Especially uh, very, on the Six Degrees of Phrenology. Really fucking good lyrics on that one. I think that's where he uh, most sounds li- like I, Cedric, too. Word. Uh, I, I really enjoyed uh, the the song and also the lyrics to uh, Paper Cuts. Mm. Um, I, I think that's Paper my favorite Cuts track. Is one, of their, uh, one of their heavier ones, I would say, uh, out of all the heavy tracks. Yes, um, yes. I don't know. I, so. Yeah, I think that's like one of the more like chaotic tracks for sure it's got like my favorite guitar work on the album actually really cool uh effect laden guitar parts that are really just like kind of like modern and fresh takes on classic post-hardcore pull-off riffs but just with like a lot more Mm -hmm. technicality and variety in the delivery and again the, the effects layer is just really making it like dense uh so yeah paper cuts was a big highlight for me too i think that's my favorite track besides father's shirt is a dress on me which is definitely a standout track as well. It was the debut single. Super good percussion on that one as well. Word. Um, what else? Old Sparky was good. I like Dread as well. That's one of my favorite cuts, actually. I love how they use that, specifically that fast delay effect for the main motif, and it just creates this really cool like stuttering effect on the guitar parts. It's uh, it's rather disorienting as well when those effect-laden vocals start coming in towards the end as well. Uh, Vegan Neurologist, I like that one too. Kind of a more laid-back number initially, but it does gradually pick up pace. That same, There's kind of like a, a driving rhythm that they occupy for the majority of this album, you know what I'm saying? Like a mid-tempo driving mm-hmm, absolutely. kind of rhythm. A lot of just like kind of tempos. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, it's it's nonstop, very driving release as far as that goes, you know, um, with the tempo and everything. Absolutely. Good highway uh, music. I, I, yep. <laughs> yeah, highway music. Uh, I, I do see that they're uh, they're playing a few live shows, and uh, from what I've seen, uh, they're sounding great. So fucking oh, really? amazing, man. Uh, like I said, came, yeah, came out of left field. Uh, I believe uh, this is um, mostly a Zagama Beach release, uh, so David knew uh, what was going on there for sure. I think that we should give him paper cuts because Father's Shirt is a dress on Absolutely. me. Absolutely. I mean, that that was like the debut single. And I think that's like actually maybe the heavier song, but I think Paper Cuts has got it all. It's got a really nice uh, sung chorus too, which I appreciated. So yep. we're going to go ahead and play for you Paper Cuts, which is track three from Lower Automation's debut full-length album, which came out on July 1st via Zagama Beach Records. Here we go.
right, so that was Paper Cuts, which is track three from Lower Automation's debut full-length album of the same name, self-titled. The album, full-length. And that came out on July 1st via Zegma Beach Records. So next, we're going to talk about Funeral Singer. And that is the Funeral Singer from Kansas City, Missouri. And uh, they just released their debut EP, or, uh, excuse me, Oratorio on June 11th. Again, we're severely behind on our on our bands. And I would describe their sound as very chaotic, very heavy, technical metalcore that could also be described at, at times as mathcore. And, they, you know, they kind of reminded me quite a bit of Fall 50 Feet, uh, actually, in that it's sort of a modern take on the early aughts sound. Uh, but where, uh, yep. where Fall 50 Feet tends to, like, lean into the more, like, singy post-hardcore elements, Funeral Singer instead chooses to lean more into, like, Gothenburg-inspired riffs a la August Burns Red and Darkest Hour, or even Misery Signals. Yep. Um, but, again, in a more modern, yeah, relevant okay. context, like See You Space Cowboy, you know what I'm saying? It's a, it's that chaotic slash tech uh, metalcore going on mm-hmm. there, you know, um, where August Burns read a little more of that tech metalcore going on, but everything else, you know. Uh, yeah, man, uh, this, uh, I got to be honest, uh, this was another one that uh, just due to Funeral Singer being, there's another Funeral Singer, so this one took a second to find, mm-hmm. but once I found it, motherfucker, this was great. Uh, an awesome debut for an EP, uh, very... Um, for anybody out there that is digging that the the SAS trend right now, not really the trend of ju- just really it, it coming back, uh, they sprinkle that in there quite a bit. They do. I gotta tell you. Um, That's why I mentioned the uh, CU Space the, Cowboy thing. I had to cram that in there because it's just kind of like they're doing the same thing that CU Space Cowboy did when they kind of pivoted away from SAS, still having a bit of it left, but kind of again deliberately throwing it back to like early aughts, mel- yeah. like melodic shit, you know? So the, this also takes me to the early aughts because you are getting like numerous breakdowns in these tracks, like separate breakdowns. Uh, my favorite track would be um, a "Child Met with a Bomb" uh, for that a specific reason that there are like That's two the best to three separate fucking breakdown tracks. Yeah, it's huge. It's, it's 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 amazing. So yeah, it's uh, I think yeah. it's the overall uh, this... best representation of what they're doing actually, like because it it does have that melodic kind of like pre-chorus buildup which then collapses into a pitch shifter lace breakdown and a staccato bridge. And then uh, just yep. pulling out the stops, they bring, uh, at the back end of the track, they bring that like modern chaotic metalcore composition, which I was like, this sounds like fucking Chamber, like, or End, or yep. uh, Code Orange. Yep. Um, another band they kind of reminded me of that was like modern in the same kind of vein is Death Tax. I think Death, Death Tax is, is drawing from a lot of the same places as this band is too. I see that. I didn't write them down, but I definitely see that for sure. Yeah. Um, as much as I mentioned the sass, uh, the lows as well, fucking amazing lows going on. Uh, this actually took me back in, in a nostalgic kind of way where it was almost, I would say, refreshing in a way as well to my ears, just like listening to uh, um, 
uh, lower automation where I was like, oh, that's so nice. That's a little different. This as well, I just really wasn't experience, uh, wasn't ready for like an early aughts metalcore sound like this. Um, but damn, I, uh, I I definitely missed it. And I, I, I'm not much for the sass um, with metalcore and everything. I, it's uh, not, it's light really... though. You know, it's only in A Child Met with a Bomb and... Oh, it's sprinkled, it's sprinkled <coughs> in. It's sprinkled in. The Mountain, you know? the Crater. I, I no complaints. The Mountain, the Crater definitely has that very strong, heavy, heavy Lolo moment where the vocals are yes. just, they come across exactly like he's doing, a, like they're doing a Robbie Smith Im- impression. But it's a, it's a good moment. Yeah. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah. There's a lot of that just going on in general. Um, I, I think Connie has sort of inspired a lot of vocalists lately. I think that sort of just speaks to her her level of influence at this point. And absolutely. obviously heavy, heavy uh, lolos. Yeah. But uh, that's all I got to say, man. Yeah, um, I would say my favorite track <laughs> I'm is fresh uh, out of notes too. Bomb. I, yeah, I think I think Child Met with a Bomb is uh, the, 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 the banger. You know what else it was reminding me of, though, just very quickly, was Stray from the Path and The Chariot. I was getting a lot of both of those mm-hmm. bands out of this, too. I, yep, I have Stray from the Path written down, absolutely. I read somewhere on Reddit today that Stray from the Path is, like, sort of the originator of the modern bleh in, like, in metal, in like a metalcore-specific context. Oh, I think I mean, they're, like, I, one I of the mean, first people to, like, where, I, popularize it, evidently. You know what? But you just saying that that puts that in my ear. Like, yep, that sounds about yeah. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, maybe I heard it somewhere else too. Well, but I mean, yeah, that sounds. Uh, you know where else you heard it is Fat Mike of No Effects. Fat Mike apparently did a blech on one of their albums a long time ago, and what the sound is imitating apparently is like the puking sound. I think Corrosion of Conformity mm-hmm. had an album that was called like a blech or something like that. So it, if I can go, it's like it goes back to scatting. Basically, somebody like their response was so detailed that like they basically traced it back to scatting from straight from the path. I wish we had like like five hundred times the listeners, so somebody would just like check that for us. But I mean, I, I definitely um I listen to Insect Warfare specifically just because of those bless and th- bless and things like that. You know, like if so, I'm not sure. A lot of people, I'm it fucking hits, I'm, dude. I would really like to trace that back, actually. You know, but yeah, I would say as far as metalcore wise, I'd, I'd give straight for the path that. So, I'm sure there's probably an earlier example that's more obscure. Yeah, fuck me. Just knock my shit over. So let's see here. I think we should go ahead and give him a child met with a bomb. Boom. Which also has a really great music video. So be sure to go check that out as well. I will try to link it for you in the description. And uh, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and give you child met with a bomb, which is track three from uh, (laughs) funeral singers, new EP. I swear to God, I know who we're talking about funeral singers, new EP (laughs) oratorio. And that came out on June 11th. Here we go.
awesome. Fucking heavy. Really, really good track. It just takes you on like a whole roller coaster of sounds there. Yep. Bit of melody, a lot of heaviness, huge breakdown. What's not to love? Mm-hmm. So that was Child Met with the Bomb, which is track three from Funeral Singer's new EP, Oratorio, and that came out on June 11th. So last, we're going to talk about the intercontinental split from The Sound That Ends Creation and Focus Rights. And uh, they just dropped this new split EP on June 25th here. And uh, we've discussed both of these projects on the podcast previously. And honestly, there's probably not a whole lot that we can, <laughs> new that we can say um, in terms of like, you know, assessing like where this where their projects are going. But uh, yeah. it's it's great material from both of them. We actually premiered a video. Both bring in two tracks. Mm-hmm. Both bring in two tracks. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would say that uh, this is a perfect matchup for one. I mean, both of these projects are just so far out there in terms of like deliberate fucking extremity and just overwhelming yep. sound, just instrumentation. It's wall of sound. Uh, so you couldn't ask for a, a more perfect matchup. Uh, both very influenced by artists like Psyopus, See You Next Tuesday, Robinson, classic MySpace tech grind kind of shit. Yeah. So uh, sound the sound sound that is creation uh, always reminds me of uh, Luke Kelly as well. Absolutely. Uh, and everything that he does because uh, the, the, the bungo influence. Kind of side. Absolutely, absolutely. Lots of lots of bungo influence there with the singing uh, and the horns and the the piano. It gets a bit overwhelming for me at times. But I, I still really appreciate what that project accomplishes because it's just, again, it's so fucking extreme and full and fleshed out and so many ideas coming from one person that you just got to you gotta respect it. But uh, that being said, I do feel like it's this in this instance, I have to give it up, really have to give it up to Focus Rights for just having the outstanding performance of the EP. I, I'm really enjoying the fact that they managed to work back in those hip hop elements again. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody's mentioned that on, online. I've seen a lot of uh, stories and shit of mentioning that. Uh, right. It, it is uh, well done. Yep. Really making it work for themselves. Like, I, I want an LP of, of that, like, more worked in. Because they're doing it quite well. Yep. Yep. It was, it's only on one track, too. It's not like they're doing it. It's, like, their thing now. But uh, mm-hmm. they definitely made it uh, made it their own there. Uh, th- yeah, once again, this is a, a beautiful match in heaven. Um, I fucking love uh, the sound that ends creation as far as the vocals go. Uh, I do, and like like I said uh, uh, earlier, just the, the chaotic side, Christian said, with the bungle influence there. Uh, focus rights, I would say, the same chaotic essence of... Uh, of sound that is creation, but really separating themselves with the, the rap track. But, uh, man, it, it's such a, it, it's such a great little, uh, e split, a record to, uh, to blast through, uh, in the cover with just the, the, the sideways smiley face, all bright colors and everything. And then you turn it on. And it is just, I hate, uh, I hate the art. I gotta is, say, I don't care for it. I don't care for the art. It, 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 it I mean, like I, I'm not, I wouldn't wear it on a t-shirt, but, uh, I, the, <laughs> the complete chaotic, I mean, just listening to the to the to, to the music and looking at that album cover is just like, there oh, some sadistic shit. It's like a cl- looking at a clown, you know, like that kind of sadistic. <laughs> it is it ridiculous. is kind of like auditory, uh, you know, self flagellation. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but I would say for uh, for uh, the sound that is creation, my favorite track would be Curtain Dropped, uh, the stage on the uh, new stage unlocked, mm-hmm. and then for Focus Rights, naturally it would be uh, Life, Life is a is Must. A must. Uh, that'd be the one. With, yeah. So, I you know honestly I. We're gonna, of course, we're gonna have to play "Curtain Drop," "New Stage Unlocked" because we did the video for it. But I'm actually liking the second track just a bit more, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, Haters, wow, straighters, okay. and instigators. Yeah, I feel like there was a little. <laughs> I bit, love that title. <laughs> I love that title. I felt like the uh, the ideas there were a little bit more, um, just less overwhelming you know I, again i get i get fatigued with the wall of sound approach sometimes and I, I like it when it's broken up a little bit more and i feel like it's done maybe a bit more successfully on on that second track but yeah um we're gonna go ahead and play for you curtain drop to new stage unlocked by the sounds the sound that ends creation and life is a must by focus rights and that's off the intercontinental split that came out on june 25th We're going to have to cram fucking two podcasts into September now to catch up. Here we go.
All right, so that was Curtain Dropped, new stage unlocked by The Sound That Ends Creation and Life is a Must by Focus Rights. And that's off the Intercontinental Split that just came out on June 25th. Fucking really loving this uh, Focus Rights contribution to this split. Like, I gotta say, the percussion is programmed, but it's really convincing, actually. The snare tone is, is, is nice. You know? Those vocals are so obnoxious. I don't even know where to this start. Is like, this is like a Zoom this. meeting with my boss right now. You're talking to me, but I can't hear what you're saying. You're muted. What were you Thank saying? God. Uh, at least, hey, at least I was recording. Uh, <laughs> the, those lyrics are so fucking obnoxious. They are. Holy fuck, dude. They're ridiculous. Holy shit. So good, man. So Excellent. Good. And yeah, the I, just the rapping part specifically. Really, really enjoying that. I think I think it came across uh, effectively. Working that. Working that well, I just said lyrics, but I meant vocals. Yeah, totally. by the way. So okay. Lyrics, but yeah. Um, I figured. Um, but uh, yeah, man. Um, uh, th- that was a uh, that was that was fucking ridiculous. I can't believe. Uh, I really wish they would sprinkle in that rapping a little bit more. Um, that was such a well balanced, absurd track. <laughs> I mean, I'll take more of that, please. Fucking A, yeah. I, I definitely want more out of it. I mean, they just put out an EP, but I, I want, like, uh, something with more runtime than just, like, 12, you know, 14 minutes. Which is, I, I think, how long the last EP was. I want, like, 20 minutes. Which is maybe, maybe a, a tall order for an internet project. But. You're asking a lot over there, bud. But all right. <laughs> but g- get to work. Come on now, because MathCore Index said so. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, man, yeah, that was great. That's a, that's a great little. I honestly didn't um, take the time right when it came out to listen to this uh, to that EP, so uh, I'm glad it was on the list. So, yeah, yeah, good, good little wrap, wrap the uh, wrap the episode up with another split because I don't know, because yeah. why the fuck not? We've been doing that, doing those quite a bit recently, so. So I, I guess that about wraps it up for the 66th episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again next month with some more Sick Underground Bands. Good night and stay beautiful. <laughs>